So, welcome back to episode three of that metal podcast. Today, we're doing proto metal. I'm Wolfman Dave. To my side, I have Bentley Skins. Let's get started. What have you been listening to lately? Shit, man. I've been listening to a lot of different shit. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the older stuff, especially because we're doing the po- uh, the proto metal. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, what do you call it? Um, classics, you know, 70s stuff, right? Oh, my God, dude. There's just so much stuff that I didn't even sit there and realize that there is a lot of <laughs> 70s, 60s stuff that is yeah. proto metal that, you know, nobody really sits in and takes into consideration where it came from yeah where or, metal came from or even paid attention to right exactly yeah yeah so it's fucking awesome right so but uh i've been listening to uh you know cream and Jimi hendrix and uh, a lot of other stuff that i'm gonna put in uh my top 10 right but the one thing i wanted to uh share with you and everybody else is uh the band that i've been really i really got into um is omnium gatherum right yeah those guys are amazing yeah they're really good the album that i really got hooked on was uh the redshift Mm -hmm. it came out in 2008 and it's uh 15 songs yeah Uh, i think two of them are demos one of them's a live uh recording um but there's i'm gonna do a top three from that album that i really like right okay uh, so my top three songs from that album is Shadow Key, The Return, and Green Eyes. Uh, those songs just fucking have it heavy and in your face. Um, and it's kind of like it covers all areas of the music spectrum right. for myself in, that, in, the, in the album. So. Yeah, that's what I've been looking at. I'll, ha- to I'll, have to, I'll have to check them out because I have heard several songs. Um but I'll have to check out more uh, in-depth look at them. I know they're. I know they have this real like melodic metal thing going on. So I like that a lot too. You know. Yeah, they do have a very melodic. I think they're even they're considered black metal. But Could be uh, hints of that maybe. Me- they ha- yeah, hints of black metal in it. Yes, uh, but they're just they're cool. Well, that's cool. Well, you know, I guess. I guess in the same token, talking about black metal, I've been listening to a lot of the the new Immortal album, uh, Northern Chaos Gods, and it's a really good killer album. Back there, back I still haven't listened to it. It's man, I mean, you know, Avath is not there, but it just sounds amazing. Demonaz just he took over, and I think it's it's amazing. Uh, why why did he leave? Uh, I don't know. I think they had a battle of uh, legal battles for the name. Mm. Uh, immortal and uh, I believe th- the band won and writes to it and I think Abath left to make his own solo and um, which I think he's doing fairly well with his solo band just called Abath it's pretty cool um, nice. but um, yeah um, so as we mentioned earlier today the topic of, of today's podcast is going to be proto metal what we kind of feel like outside of um the, the the typical bands that everybody calls out. So, like, everybody always says, oh, yeah, well, Black Sabbath was there. Deep Purple was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obvious is. You know, there's, um, what's the other one? Motorhead's there, right? The Who. The Who. 
a lot of like you said a lot of the obvious ones a lot of the very ones that are easy to st- that stand out right i guess um maybe some of those songs that we're gonna talk about or albums that we're gonna talk about they may be some obvious ones but for some people they are not that obvious i think um yeah i mean i think there there is some that i found that i didn't even know about them and uh i yeah. found them just by mistake you know stumbling upon them so yeah that's there's a, a lot of bands out there that that weren't the obvious that weren't the mainstream and they just were just really really great actually yeah and it's kind of crazy huh you're just accidentally just come across these and stumble upon them and you're like wow well, yeah where the hell was i like it's it's yeah it's very interesting i love that though i yeah. love finding shit like that because you it's like something brand new to you like yeah it's like for me i was a big pink floyd fan so when i first listened to them i was like in awe and i fucking listened to them a lot yeah oh that's yeah. How yeah i kind of felt again finding all these older other bands that i haven't listened to them or never heard of and i'm all like damn that's fucking badass where was like you said where was i <laughs> yeah I think you're right, but uh, I'm also. I think you should go first. Me, and what you go think? Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Okay. So I'm not. Uh, I didn't put them in any order. Although, they could be put in order if I wanted to. No, no, no. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, it's just in in any order of appearance, however you feel like it. It's fine. All right, cool. So my uh, so the first one is uh, Jethro Tull. Um, mm-hmm. Aqualung. Excellent. And picks. it's, uh, yeah, dude, the title, I think that's a title album, Aqualung. It came out in 1971. Yeah. And, uh, damn, dude, that song is fucking badass. Uh, I think that's my favorite song, or, yeah, song from Jethro Tull. Yeah. But if you listen to the band alone, look what he does. I mean, he just, he puts a fucking flute. <laughs> right into the work you know and <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've heard you know saxophones and metal right. and rock and roll and stuff like that but a flute right know, a violin and country okay i get that you know but, yeah um a flute man that's that's fucking different and that's what makes them stand out and makes it so fucking badass uh but that song alone is just i mean it it goes crazy from the beginning to the end yeah you know, and one thing I wanted to say about not just this band, but all these bands that we're going to talk about, my favorite is the bass lines. If you listen Dude. to the bass lines in all these songs, they're not just your basic, like now, you know, um, follow the guitar or just, uh, you know, one, right. two, three notes, you know, basic. It's like, it's its own, it's, it's its own shit. It's its own yeah. guitar. It's doing different it's kind of like jazz if you want to think about it because jazz everybody is doing something totally different of course it's not that crazy yeah and it still has a lot of structure to it but the bass line is definitely not doing the same thing the guitar does and if he does he's right on point with it i mean doing licks after licks and that's why i love this style of music you don't hear the bass line that pronounced anymore like it was back then i think that's what what's awesome about that is that um one of my favorite bands is a steve miller band and they're an excellent, uh, exactly what you're talking about. The bass lines are just amazing with them. Yeah. Um, and actually what I noticed too with the singers, even from back then, from way back in the 70s and 60s, the singers were all badass. Like yeah, you actually, you actually had to be badass and sing. And mm-hmm. there's no, there wasn't any studio magic for these guys. You know, they actually had to be good. And that's what to me the- is amazing. 
Yeah, and they were all recorded together, you know? Like hmm. I said, no studio magic. It wasn't tracked. It wasn't, yeah. you know, cut and paste. It was, you're going to learn your parts, and you're going to play them together as a band, and and that's it, you know? Exactly. There's not really... I mean, there's songs out there that I can't think at the top of my head. Right. But there, I know there's bands out there that I've heard that the bass player just hits a wrong note, or the guitar player hits a wrong note, or, you know, the vocalist is kind of a little off pitch. Yeah. But that kind of makes it so pure, it's uh, there's a real to it, right? It's real. Exactly, it's, it's real. real. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's that little fucking out of tune note is fucking <laughs> sounds badass. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Well, I think you have a great choice there. Um, I'm gonna go with kind of a weird one, I think, because um, I showed this to somebody and I'm like, all right, who is this? Is this Kansas or is this Arion? And uh, they had a hard time picking. If it's Ariana or Kansas, but it was Kansas. Uh, Kansas is the, it was my choice, and in the song, I'm gonna go with two different songs. Uh, Journey from Maria Braun, and their other album uh, is called Magnum Opus. The song is called Magnum Opus after Left Leftverture, Left Overture, and um, I'm picking those because I feel like those songs are super prog. And for, for it coming out in 74 and 76, those two different albums, uh, I thought it was amazing. The, it's, it's, it's really super proggy because of the keyboards, the guitar, the guitar notes, everything that's coming out, it's coming at you. And I always think, like, man, this would be right at home with Arion, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And actually, it was yeah. difficult to tell apart. What's your next pick? Um, my next pick is going to be. This is this is a weird one. Um, this is one of the ones that I was talking about where I didn't. Uh, I didn't know about it until like recently. Okay. Uh, it's called the Edgar uh, Broughton Broughton Band. Uh, the name of the song is The Birth. Um, it's was released in 1971. Yeah. And the album is Edgar Broughton Band. Um, it's crazy because the album cover, it's like a fucking, it's a meat market, pretty much. <laughs> with nothing but fucking cow. Like, not, you don't see the, it's like they're already cutting, you know, like like they're on the uh, conveyor line going to go get chopped up already. So oh, it's, shit. It's been de-skinned. Yeah. It's been de-headed. It's just like this big fucking, the rack of ribs and sh- hanging. Yeah. And that's what the picture is. It's just one big, it's uh, a whole bunch of these fucking uh, cow ribs and everything hanging there. <laughs> And the music, I mean, if you want to hear something out there, it's, it's, I guess maybe acid rock, it could be fall under the category. Okay. I mean, that's kind of, uh, it, it kind of can go along there. Um, right. I've listened to a lot of their other stuff, and it, 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 it's not just doesn't base off of acid rock either. It, it has a lot of bluesy stuff and um, different other elements. But that album, that song is, is chingon. It's, uh, it's yeah. wicked. All right, that one for sure I have not heard. I'll I'll, I'll have to check that one out for sure. Uh, I think my my uh, so my next pick is a Blue Oyster Cult, and it's the song Astronomy. Now, <clears throat> for me personally, I think I love Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, to me, Blue Oyster Cult is one of those bands that kind of uh, goes to different genres. But I feel like if there's any modern band who could have been 
if they were playing back in the seventies, it probably blue Lacer cult maybe maybe Opeth could have be could have been uh okay. possibly possibly doing the same thing if they were around that time. Uh, but the song, the album is on. Uh, it's the song is on Secret Treaties. Came out in 1974. Uh, but I think, yeah, Astronomy to me is a, was a, is an epic because it's uh, you know it's like a. It's, I don't know if it's like a was it eight minutes? Let me see. Yeah, it's about six and a half minutes long, and to me, I think that's still pretty long. Uh, but you know, my first uh, encounter with that song was with Metallica. They did the covers album you know mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they did astronomy and i was like this is a really cool song and so i went in and i wanted to hear the original you know and i was like man the original is so much better as they usually are they usually are so much better yeah the originals are really are a lot better yeah but i think astronomy is another good one because uh it may not be a heavy but i still think there are still elements in it that will make it uh we consider it pretty heavy anyways um yeah. So that's my that's my pick. What's your next pick? My next pick is uh, Slap at the Bass, mm-hmm. uh, Rush. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, working Man. I love that song. It's just uh, the way it starts, starts off, you know, the riff that, he, that, you know, that they play is just so on point. And then it just goes into, it progresses on. Yeah. Um, it came out in 1968, and the album uh, is a cool fucking name, Rules of Fire. No, wait. Sorry, wrong one. That was looking at the next one. 1974 yeah. was the, <laughs> when the uh, Working Man uh, album came out, and the album is titled Rush. Yeah, the self-titled, I think. Yeah, self-titled. Um, but yeah, that's a badass song. Badass band. Yeah, uh, that... Daddy Lee can really play. And the fact that he yeah. plays keys with his feet. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a monster, man. He's... Yeah, and I think that's crazy because uh, they um, and his voice too. I mean, it's yeah, it kind of has that like Dave Mustaine yeah. is very distinct. <laughs> that's it's exactly like what that. I was about to say. <laughs> you either love him or hate him. Exactly. Uh, A lot of people don't like Rush either. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they don't like. I guess maybe because I'm a bass player and a singer, so um, I guess naturally I I go that way. But I don't know. A lot of a lot of people don't like. Rush, is the no. same the same with with Megadeth? Yeah. The same thing. They don't really uh for whatever reason it doesn't doesn't translate for some people. They just don't like Megadeth. They don't like Dave Mustaine's snarls, you know, like his his muchas gracias. He sounds crazy, dude. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should uh you should have him yell at you for being uh Oh, for being backstage. For being backstage. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> so, uh, all right, what's yours? I'm gonna go with uh, two different albums from Rainbow, with uh, Ronnie James Dio on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rainbow Rising and Long Live Rock and Roll. Uh, 76, 78. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, 76, 78. And um, at this point, um, I- I'm pretty sure at this point that Black Sabbath is taking note. Of Ronnie James Dio because they snatched oh, yeah. him. They snatched him, you know. They snatched him. Pretty few a few years later, but to me, I think it's in, in, incredible that um, these two albums, Rising and Long Live Rock and Roll. Even that title track, mm-hmm. Long Live Rock and Roll, man, that song itself 
is incredible. But, you know, they have all these songs, um, Stargazer and uh, Kill the King. I love that song. There's, but there's, there's tons of songs on there on those two albums that I think are just, uh, they're staples, I think. And regardless of what gear it is of um, what people, I think even genre, it's still, to me, it goes beyond everything. And it, to me, um, I think those two albums are pretty much the epitome of what proto-metal is. Yeah. What's uh, your next one? That's a good one. Uh, my next one is uh, Cream, Crossroads. Uh, came out in 1968. Uh, this is the one that I said was a, a, cool, a killer name of, for the album, Wills of Fire. I just I think that's fucking badass. For <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty for, good. For, for coming out in, in 68, you know? I yeah. mean, that's just... I could see that being a metal fucking album uh, title, and then Crossroads. I mean, it, it's a good it's a good song. It's written perfect. Eric Clapton was oh, of a course, beast. yeah, he was a beast of a guitar player. He was way ahead, I think. Yeah, he was. I know. I know. There's a funny story of him getting upset with uh, Jimmy Jimi Hendrix. No way! What was it? I never heard. Um, of it. something happened. Tell it. Well, I, I don't remember too, but too mo- too well. But it's something where I think he was supposed to play with Jimi Hendrix, and he got off st- he got off stage pretty pissed off, and he was they're like, "What's what's wrong?" And he's like, "You didn't tell me he was that fucking good." So, oh yes, I do remember that. I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. that's pretty funny. Like he <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking mad because he was really good. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm going on to my next one it's called uh, well Uriah Heep I think you know who they are oh right? yeah yes yes so I had I had some of them but I didn't put it in this one that's fine yes Uriah they're good. a good honorable mention uh, one of the two albums that I wanted to bring up was uh, The Magician's Birthday which came out in 72 uh, yeah so the song Gypsy was also in a very heavy very humble uh 1970 I believe um, but what I like about them is like it's pretty funny um, there's a little bit of Deep Purple in there with the old yeah. classic Deep Purple I think they all sounded the same sort of you know yeah. with the keyboards and all that stuff um, but yeah I think they were ahead of their time Uriah Heep definitely was oh, yeah. they're a different um, I think inspira- inspired a lot of different bands because of, of their sound so that's my pick. All right. Um, my next pick, I put two. Um, and uh, this one, I don't know if you heard of it. Um, David, uh, Monster Dave, actually uh, turned me on to him. Uh, we got a... He, sh- he brought um, an LP over. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty fucking wicked. They're called uh, Iron Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you have heard of them? Yeah, definitely. It's good stuff, man. It's uh, out there. Um, so the first album is, or song is, uh, My Mirage. came out in 1968. Um, and the second song is uh, Inagata De Vida. Yeah. And it also, it's actually on the same album, Inagata De Vida, self-titled, uh, um, in 1968. That's both songs are really really badass. I I really dig it. 
Yeah, that was one of those uh, bands that I would always see in the. Uh, for some reason, I'd always see it in the. What was it? The ten CDs for like a penny or whatever catalogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were always there, and I was like, "Hmm, Iron Butterfly." I'm like, "That sounds heavy." I'm not sure if I should check it out or not. And I'm like, "Well, I'm just gonna." It's a fucking heavy ass name. Yeah, it is. I I'm, I I'm, I, I always picked other weird things, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I never picked them. Uh, and then I, you know, they come on on the radio and whatnot. Uh, so I thought those were interesting. Uh, Iron Butterfly, yeah, that was a good pick, dude. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with my pick would be with uh, Thin Lizzy. Uh, the, uh, I mean, Thin Lizzy in the '70s were just badass. But my pick for right now would be the Jailbreak album, came out in '76. Specifically, the song Emerald. And to me, Emerald had, you know, this obvious uh, twin guitar harmony going on. And um, very Iron Maiden-esque. Uh, and then, you know, Phil, the singer, is, he was a, he's a poet. I mean, his, oh, really? his, his, I mean, to me, his vocals and the way he delivers each song, to me, was amazing. Yeah. Because it was it was totally different. Like he's telling a story, and you don't hear that many vocalists sounds like they're telling a story, you know. And I wanted to uh, really quick just recite some of the lyrics from the song Emerald. Do it. Because I think it's pretty epic. <laughs> so, down from the glen came the marching men, with their shields and their swords to fight the fight. They believed to be right. Overthrow the lords. Overlords. To the town where there was plenty, they brought plunder, swords, and flame. When they left, the town was empty, and children would never play again. I don't know. I just thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, really, really badass, you know, this, like, warrior type thing going on. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. So I like, I like stuff like that. But the way, he, obviously, the way he sings it is just amazing, you know. But I just wanted to bring up a little bit. Uh, so I would, I always tell everybody, check out. Check out Thin Lizzy, man. If if there's any doubt in of any of the songs or any bands, Thin Lizzy can go wrong with it all. You can't, man. Thin Lizzy is fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Next, go ahead. Mine is uh, Grand Funk. Oh. Grand Funk Railroad. Hell, fuck yeah. I love those guys, man. Uh, I picked this song closer to my uh, closer to home. Uh, it's just I like it. It's it's not heavy. It's, it's an not, epic, dude. But it, no, it's, it's, great. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's uh, it has a great you know. Uh, I can't I can't think of the word right now, but it has a great mood to it. Yeah, um, it's very it's it just, very memorable too. Yeah, it is. Um, and that one came out in 1970. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's badass. The I mean, you look at all those at all these times that we just passed and that we already talked about. You yeah. Know, all these other bands in the. It's right in there in the 70s, uh, early 70s, late 60s. So, I mean, it's pretty fucking awesome. I think, too. They all came up. To want to add on to that is um, we're an American band. Yeah. That song itself starts off pretty pretty fucking heavy, I think. It starts off pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, that's we also got Foot Stomping Music, which is a fucking cool song. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they've done a lot of really cool songs, and again, they're bass lines. <laughs> yeah, bass lines. Let's talk about exactly. the bass, right? Yeah, 
So, yeah. no, excellent pick, dude. Faux show. Um, I'm going to pick an obscure... I'm not going to pick an obscure one. I'm going to pick one that's weird that I think people are going to be like, what the fuck? Um, and it's Santana with the album Marathon, 1979. Hell yeah. The song's uh, All I Ever Wanted. But that one, if you listen to it, holy hell, the drumming on it is heavy. And fuck just yeah. the... the It's a groovy... There's a lot of cool riffage on it going on. I mean, it's Santana, you know. He's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, there's there's just everything is that you need uh, to kind of combine to make a good metal song, I think, is on that song. And, um, respect, like I said, pay attention to the drums. If you're going to listen to that song, pay attention to the drums. It's pretty cool. They'll set you free. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right, my next pick is Queen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, dude, that song is epic itself. It came out in 1975, uh, and, and the album is A Nights at the Queen. At, what? At the Opera, sorry. Eh. Yeah. A Night at the Opera, badass fucking song right there. It's really good. Yeah, that one for sure I think is should be uh, mentioned at least. The Queen to me is one of those... those I mean, they had... Such amazing, beautiful, clean solos. Um, Brian May mm-hmm. to me was probably one of the best guitarists of all time. Uh, his guitar work stood out. I mean, you yeah. could hear, you could hear his. Like if he, you know, had other guitar players scattered out, you could tell that that's yeah. you know you know who that is. Yeah, and and his. I mean, like I said, his guitar solos were they're spot on, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. And and not, and then not only that, he's a he's a. He's a fucking genius, you know. He works for NASA, dude. Yeah. So I mean, like, he's mm-hmm. he's badass. He works for NASA. Yep. I did not know that. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't. I mean, wow. he did before. I don't know if he still does. Um, right. So, now I'm gonna go with. Yeah, that's that's genius right there. <laughs> he, he is. I'm telling you. I'm gonna go with an unusual pick. I think. Uh, actually, not really, because some of the choices we've had um, are they're not unusual. So. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go with Fleetwood Mac. The nice. S- the song is "I'm So Afraid." Came out their si- uh, self-titled album from '75. However, the rendition that I'm uh, would be talking about would be from the Dance, the live album, live performance from '97. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Dance, uh, when they perform it, there's they added keyboards to the back. And it's just this very heavy, crazy uh, sounding song at this point. Super doomy. It's like you're listening to like the Peaceville 3 doom from, you know, the early 90s from Paradise Lost, Anathema, and, you know, nice, My yeah. Damn Bright. But, I mean, it, just because it's slow, it's just riffing, just like the bass line is amazing. Uh, and yeah. it, it just kind of crawls along, you know. And Lindsey Buckingham is a fucking beast on guitar. His vocals, <laughs> and he's like playing finger picking. You know what I mean? Like he's just like finger picking this. Like uh, it looks like an acoustic electric, but I'm not sure what kind of guitar he has because it's kind of strange. Uh, with no pick, just his fingers. You know, he's like badass. Right. And so Lindsey Buckingham is one of my other favorite uh, guitarists. But that rendition of "I'm So Afraid" '97 from the Dance. Top notch, man. I recommend I like it. it. Fuck yeah. Good pick. 
My next one, it's gonna be an obvious, but it okay. needs to be said. It's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> okay. Um, but I don't think a lot of people know this song, and if you do, fuck yeah. Um, in the Lights. It came out in 1975, off of the cycle. Uh, Physical, physical graffiti. Yeah, sorry. Physical graffiti. Yeah. Mhm. Mm um, that's a fucking. I love the way it starts off, and it's just it's so different from a lot of their other stuff they wrote, and that's why I kind of like it because it's it's different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a badass song. That one I have not heard yet, so I need to check that out. Yeah, check it out, dude. It's it, it's I love that song. All right. Well, my next pick. Foreigner. Nice. So, nice. so Foreigner, I mean, I've always liked Foreigner, and I've actually talked to a lot of metalheads, and there's like this <laughs> wide consensus that, yeah, Foreigner's badass, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of people who hate Foreigner. I don't know. So that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, specifically, I'm talking about their debut album, 1977, that's uh, self-titled. And you have songs like Star Rider. You have songs like Long, Long Way From Home. And to me, those songs, the way they are, the way the, the singer, you know, like he, just the way it sang, uh, just the way everything is done, to me, I think is a prime example of sort of like what proto metal is, man. It's it's at, at the base of it, at the heart of it, and uh, so I always recommend everybody to check out Foreigner if you don't know. I mean, just check out, you know. Online, there's tons of greatest hits albums, tons of greatest hits, yeah. and I think one of the recent ones that I really loved, they actually have an orchestra or a symphony, I think, in the back, and it sounds killer. So that one I recommend nice. also. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, my next pick is uh, Pink Floyd. Time uh, came oh, out yeah. in 1973. Uh, the yeah. whole album, dude, is you have to, you can't just listen to that one song. If you're going to listen to Pink Floyd, listen to the whole album. <laughs> it, I mean, and the thing is, this is another band. A lot of people don't like this. They, I mean, um, a lot of people don't like Pink Floyd. It's like, I'm not a pothead. I'm not going to listen to it. You know, <laughs> have to be a fucking pothead to listen to Pink Floyd. <laughs> I mean, it helps. It <laughs> yeah, it might help It a definitely bit. helps. Uh, I know I listened to that album numerous of times. Uh, just <laughs> baked out of my mind, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, great album, great band. Even better when you're high, but you don't have to be high. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. If you enjoy music, if you truly, truly enjoy music, and you could sit down and listen to it without any, you know, alcohol or drugs or anything like that, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's an album to check out. I agree. Good choice. So I think my next choice is um, going to be without a doubt for sure they're metal I think uh, even at this state uh, age uh, so I'm gonna pick this band a lot of people know about them they're called Riot uh, the two albums specifically uh, Rock City from 77 and Narita 79 and I don't think I've heard of them dude I think you know they set up would be this you know traditional metal sound uh, in the late 70s and then I think they inspired a lot of people to do power metal. Like, if okay. I love, uh, I'm not sure what year it came out, but the album Inishmore uh, came out um, with the song Liberty. 
and that Liberty song actually came out in one of those metal uh, metal blade uh, samplers and okay. and I was like what is this I'm like this is Riot alright this is cool man and it's a really you know awesome like sort of like par metal um, I mean that's what I'm calling it traditional or par metal um, fuck yeah and um, a lot of a lot of people really love Riot so I always check them out I think they're a good choice hell yeah good one um excuse me my next pick well my last pick uh is the doors and you may agree may disagree i think it is uh riders on the storm yeah i'm not bad 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 song i love it uh 1971 on la woman that's not bad i mean i think in terms of that it's like um what was it steppenwolf right yeah the that riding on the highway song what is it called I don't remember them. <laughs> I have to hear it. Born to be wild. And I was going to put Bar- Stephen Wolf. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. There you go. <laughs> and I was going to get Stephen Wolf, but I was like, eh, maybe not. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And then Doors came along. I was like, yeah. Um, Riders on the Storm is a badass song. <laughs> no, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Um, I guess we have one band that came out twice. So my last choice is Rush, the uh, 2112 album. Um, and, I mean, shit, when you got the Overture, Temples of Syrinx, like, just holy shit, dude. And this came out in 76, all right? This whole album is just, like, I don't know, it's way beyond. And Rush was, you know, they're doing Prague and all that stuff. And then you're mm-hmm. talking about the one the one that you're talking about came out like in seventy four. Yeah. So can you imagine in just two years just how much better they got? Yeah, dude, they fucking grew together really, really well. Yeah. To me that was that's just crazy. How how just how far along they've gone. Um mm-hmm. another band of that time too that I think is worth mentioning. Um if you like Rush and Canadian rock. I would say Triumph is another good band to check out. Um, yeah, they're they're I think they're probably a little bit heavier than um, than Rush, but that's that's arguable, and so a lot of people might hate me for that, but whatever. Um, but you know what? The reason the reason that um, I even wanted to go over this list, or even wanted to uh, cover stuff like this, is because I remember I told you that there was one time. Where I was on the, I was listening to the radio, and I didn't like, you know, our local rock station. You know, I I was like, this station sucks. It's putting a it lot does. of a lot of poppy, really really crappy music, and uh, mm-hmm. so I switched it over to the oldie station. You know, and when I was listening to the oldie station, I heard I heard a song specifically. It was the Santana one, the the uh, all I ever wanted song. I remember that okay. was that was the one. Uh, and it and I was like, what the f- this sounds way heavier than what it is. I was like, this should be yeah. this should be on the rock station, not on the oldie station. And right. um, yeah, and so I was like, really, um, I kind of I guess you can say I got uh, very intrigued and just curious about what uh, what other bands were out during the '60s, '70s, 
you know, like I, I always, uh, I know I always talk about Surfer Rock, you know, Dick Dale and stuff, uh, The Ventures, The Trash Man, because of mm-hmm. the way they would pick their melodies in the single string. And yeah. should you, all you got to do is add distortion to that shit, and you got like black metal, dude. Like all you got to, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. super amazing uh, for for what they were doing. So I really love surfer, surfer rock. To me, that's also an early version of metal. I think. I mean, also, I mean, people are gonna argue. Yeah, of course, we're not talking about the obvious ones, classical music in itself. Wagner, you know, Beethoven, Mozart. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> We know that we don't need to include them, Sabbath, the Purple, Motorhead, all those, right? So mm-hmm. I think this is a good, um, kind of a good, maybe start for some people to check out. I'm not sure, uh, but I think we both had excellent picks. Uh, now, I think one of the main questions that I've always had is what it makes metal metal. Like, what is it that? Um, you know, yes, this is a good question. I really like the the question you picked here. Uh, what makes metal metal? Uh, can I give you my? Yeah, of course. What makes metal metal? Uh, <laughs> what makes metal metal uh, is the aggressive guitars, the heavy um, face punching loud bass, and the strong ass um, the drums the you know the rhythm that it brings and and then on top of it you got the heavy vocals that i mean they're heavy and aggressive as well yeah. and that's that's what makes heavy music uh, heavy metal metal in my opinion right i mean it's just all of those elements together bring i mean and like you said it doesn't ha- i mean it doesn't have to be heavy to be heavy does that make sense yeah i mean but it's still heavy as fuck, so I don't know. I think no, no. I think you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be heavy. Um, and I, and again with what you were saying, uh, I think it has. It's all about the attitude. It's yes. all about in what context, you know, and how how is it being used? Because I mean, if we go back to you know early '80s and stuff, and you're listening to, let's say Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, Dio, let's say, compared to today's music, they're not really that heavy. No. But Bruce Dickinson is fucking amazing. Ronnie James Dio is right. fucking amazing. They 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 kind of transcend and they go beyond what is what people normally think is metal. I mean, I remember, yeah. you know, I remember um, one of my uh, students uh, wanted some recommendations of of some some you know rock bands and metal bands and whatever and i'm like yeah well those are the obvious ones that i always bring up judas priest uh dio and then i obviously i'll go with other bands like megadeth or whatever because i think megadeth to me is superior to metallica in terms of writing and um Mm -hmm. and um you know they got back to me they're like yeah um that wasn't really for us uh it's not heavy enough Mm -hmm. blah blah i'm like okay well that's cool i mean whatever um, but I, I still say that at the heart of it, it's it's the attitude and, and, and what the intent is with the songwriter that I think that's what makes it metal to me personally. Um, yeah. You know, people always ask, you know, well, what's the difference between 
you know, you're listening to Devin Townsend. That's not very heavy. Or, what the fuck? Yeah, or, you know, whatever. I mean, um, I think that's, to me, one of those things that, you know, are, I don't know. It's a question to me that it's hard to answer, but I like your answer, too. <laughs> I like your answer, too. <laughs> uh, so I think what uh, talking to metal, talking about that, what do you recommend for today? My recommendation. So, <clears throat> because I'm like head over heels for this band, mm-hmm. and um, sorry. Yeah, my recommend. Ah, that or that or that. Fucking twisting up my words right now. So the band that I'm rec- recommending is uh, it's not even out yet. I mean, it's it's a pre-release. Uh, and there's one song that's, no, of course, pre-released uh, single. But again, it's the Omnium Gathering. Gatherum. Uh, I'm excited. I can't. I I know it's kind of stupid recommending something that you haven't heard already, but the one song that I have heard is fucking killer. So it's more of a it's a recommendation. Also, as in, I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of the album based off of that one song. Okay. But um, so, but either way, I mean, I'm, I'm gather them, I think, are a good band to recommend anyways. Yeah. That's pretty good. And um, I haven't heard anything of the new one, so um, I'll check out the, the single that's out right now. Um, as always, you know, I have more than one pick. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so the first one, the first one is Diabolical Masquerade, and the album is called Death Design. came out in 2001. Uh, and that album to me is amazing because it's like this, uh, well, you know, it's, it's like pretty much the dude from Catatonia, the guitarist from Catatonia, uh, and Diabolical Masquerade on that album. Amazing. It's like meant to be a soundtrack to like, a you know, a fake movie. I suppose it's fake, uh, never came out or was never made, but even like the cover is made to be like a movie poster and it's really cool uh, and there are like tons of songs they're short 30 seconds 20 seconds one minute maybe uh, but you go from you go from everything from you know melodic metal to some traditional metal to some acu- uh, acoustic stuff clean singing growls soup yeah. um, it's it's to me it's like one of the most amazing albums I've ever heard in my life and then the other one to kind of want to cater to the power metal Power Metal Peeps, uh, Blind Guardian, Nightfall in Middle Earth. That's an album that I, uh, it's funny how you say sometimes. I bought it just simply because of the uh, the artwork on the cover. And, yeah. and I was like, dude, this is amazing. There's so many sing-along choruses on this album. It's ridiculous. So if you're, if you're a fan of Tolkien and if you're a, a fan of Power Metal, this is like your dream, wet dream come true right here, man. Uh, so I always recommend that to everybody. Now, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Now, I remember uh, I had shared an article with you. Uh, oh, yes. I was like, yes, I, I read it. Yeah. And I, it, it's fucking badass, dude. Yeah. It's a good article. I liked it a lot. So really quick, because I wanted to go back to 
you know uh, some of the singers and stuff like that uh, and I think that these guys were already I don't know were they in the prime I guess they could have been in the prime of their of their careers uh, but you know what makes metal metal also right the question was and, and, and whatever I thought that was very interesting but for those that don't know I shared this article with Bentley Skins so there's this woman she's a classically trained um, I'm, I'm gonna guess uh, classically trained opera singer uh, she does okay. yeah um, she is out of New York uh, I believe her name is Claudia Friedlander and they showed her which is to me sounds impossible how has she not heard any of these songs but uh, yeah. apparently she had, has not so she's a, she's a classic singer so she decided to uh, someone decided to send her five different songs from five different bands and just have her analyze the uh, vocals right so yeah. number one she had Bruce Dickinson uh, Number of the Beast right Iron Maiden mm-hmm. And her, she says, I have nothing but admiration for the singer. Listen how he starts off with a soft growl, then moves seamlessly into a well-supported, sustained, high, full voice sound, and then evolves into effortless, long scream. Mm-hmm. Um, he achieves an intensely rhythmic delivery of the lyrics without losing legato and musical momentum, something a lot of classical singers struggle with, especially when interpreting the many staccato and accent markings that crowd scores um, by Bellini and Don Cesari. Uh I think that was very interesting the other person is uh, Ronnie James Dio when he was with Black Sabbath uh, falling off the edge of the world uh, this is another very fine singer his voice is so naturally resonant he reminds me of Freddie Mercury like the other singer he performs with perfect legato clear diction and a consistent organic vibrancy now, Damn. things get a little bit interesting here with the next two, okay? We have King Diamond with Gypsy uh, when he's in Merciful Fate. And uh, she says, There is some unfortunate studio magic here that made me think there was nothing more than one singer because they edited mm-hmm. out the evidence of him shifting from full voice singing to that high, crazy high counter tenor thing he does. How he moves from one to the other is what makes him amazing. And I want to hear the gears shifting um, yeah it hit, I mean King Diamond come on it's the dude's nuts and now this one <laughs> right this one is uh, pretty funny I like this next one uh, I Oz- like this next yeah. one it's yeah it's fucking so it's crazy yeah uh, so Ozzy Osbourne uh, Black Sabbath War Pigs right <laughs> so it says here my her initial reaction the fourth guy is just bad throaty singing <laughs> made my <laughs> made my throat tight to listen I'm to sorry. him. How long did his career last? <laughs> <laughs> With the, but, but, but I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. With that, she doesn't know who he is. I mean, Come you know on. what I mean? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, she has to have been sheltered or something. Because how do you not know these it guys? Has to have been like even Aussie, even ju- I, I get I get Iron Maiden and Bruce Dickinson and you know. Uh, Ronnie James Dio and right. even even um, fucking going blank. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But Ozzy? I mean, but I guess I don't know. When when was this article made though? I'm not sure. 
Um, well, even it, I guess that doesn't really even matter. I no, mean, it doesn't matter. I saw I saw her picture and she looks like an older woman. She has to have known. I mean, yeah. But the fact that she doesn't, I think it's even better that she doesn't too because. Well, it makes yeah. it it makes it better if she doesn't know, you know. Exactly. But uh, yeah. the only thing she said that sounded great in War Pigs is when he screams, "Oh Lord." <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's oh, the Lord, only part. Uh, yeah. So then. Her her favorite, it seems, is Rob Halford, obviously. Uh, How could he not be your favorite? I could, that motherfucker's a genius. Yeah. So, Dreamer Deceiver, off the Sud Wings of Destiny album, 76. She's uh, saying, uh, Last guy is super talented and the only one I really wish I could get my hands on. He demonstrates, mm-hmm. he demonstrates several mad skills. They aren't well integrated. It doesn't matter so much because he is so committed, expressive, and musical, but I could have helped him do it easier and better. He is the only one of the five who I would truly wish would visit my studio sometime. To me, again, amazing to how to think she's never heard him before. So, any yeah. of any of them. Any of That's them. It, it is truly me. She, she's sheltered. I don't think it was sheltered. I think it's just the fact that she doesn't like metal. Right. Or rock and roll or anything. She's obviously an opera singer. She that's what she's devoted, you know, her whole life to. So I mean, but but even then, I mean, look at you. You know who Little Wayne is and all these other guys, and it's not metal. So I mean, yeah. Maybe she was sheltered. Maybe she's. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean, we still have to know who like Drake is and all these guys and a bunch of pussy farts, little man, car- a bunch of garbage stuff. Um, but, anyways, I thought that was a really cool article. I think um, really good. I think that uh, it kind of shares. Uh, uh, there's something to be said about somebody who's not biased towards any of these guys, because she's never heard them mm-hmm. before, and you know, giving her opinion on them. Very interesting, and at least she appreciates uh, something, you know, the voices and whatnot. So I thought that was cool. Um, so I think um, we're towards our last segment of the podcast yes which is our our album review is going to be from the night flight orchestra uh the album yes. is called sometimes the world ain't enough uh we mentioned it uh i believe last week um and uh it's got some people from soil work arch enemy and a few other bands uh, go ahead. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it? It's uh, when I first listened to I was speechless. I'm, I know that might be a lot, but it's fucking awesome. It took. I, I, I was. I'm an '80s baby. '84. Uh, right. Uh, so I can't really say that it took me back like I was in the '80s because I really don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, it was a. It was. It it's it has that eighties feel. It has that overall. I mean, Bjorn, yeah, dude, his fucking. I, there's this. Uh, I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but this motherfucker can do the fucking eighties scream. Like I never heard him do that before. It's the first song, yeah. Told, yeah. yeah it's the first one I remember because I was like, and, whoa. Yeah, and I when I heard it, I was like, I had to stop, and I'm like, what? 
And then I was listening, I was watching the video today, and I'm seeing him, and I'm like, this motherfucker <laughs> can do that. I mean, because you're used to hearing him fucking growling and, and you know, doing his and, and singing clean. He has yeah. a really great clean voice. I yeah. love his work with soil work. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I love his work with soil work. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but he has that fucking badass scream and growl, and then he has those nice, beautiful cleans. Yeah. And then to see him kind of put all that to the side, the growls and everything, and do this, it's like it's a it's a night and day kind of deal for me. Oh yeah, for sure. And it it, it just really is. They all nailed it. They made it. They wanted to uh, get the essence of the '80s kind of style, and they did it. They hit it on the fucking head. And this album is fucking badass. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those albums that really captures this 80s, um, I guess, like this arena rock from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Super um, Foreigner, Super Asia, Ario Speedwagon. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like there are parts sometimes that are a little bit disco, dancey, sort of. Uh, they even have this Europe that sounds like Survivor electric light orchestra and i'm talking about europe Mm -hmm. when i talk about europe i'm talking about the final countdown you know europe the band yeah not the 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 final countdown yeah yeah yeah. so i'm talking about europe um and so to me uh what's funny dude is like uh i could like picture this in you know american psycho because it's set in the 80s i could totally picture this song in american psycho Fuck yeah. Fucking Patrick Bateman, which, uh, you know, well, that's the character's name, Christian Bale. Uh, he's going ape shit on people. You know, he's like stabbing. <laughs> Where he drops the fucking no, chainsaw, the chainsaw down the stairs, <laughs> dude. That's fucking amazing. His face is, but I could see it. Like, yeah. you're right. I could see that in the yeah. in the background in his, in his, in his apartment. Yeah. Apartment just blaring. <laughs> and just like, you know, hitting somebody with an axe or just like chopping them mm-hmm. over. And, uh, and, and like, that's why I say this is a perfect accompaniment to this could be perfect in that shit or I think it could even be in Scarface you know fucking yeah fuck in the yeah back, <laughs> in the background yeah <laughs> Pacino's my like, my, <laughs> my my all time my favorite song on this album is Barcelona uh, and it, it's a great it's song killer, I love dude, the I way it you. starts off I, yeah. from the from the beginning to start it's that's the top song on this album so yeah yeah that's a that that is like one of my favorites I think um, yeah. one of my, like, for sure favorites is the the title track, which is um, Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. I know that one for sure is, like, one of my favorites. Um, and I know Turn to Miami, Paralyzed, This Time, and, of course, yeah, Barcelona. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, to me, there's just nothing better than, um, like, it's a really fun album. It's very different. It's not a. It's not a very heavy album at all. It's very. It's not heavy as in your sense of soil work and arch enemy heavy. It's definitely yeah, not. Um, yeah. it's, but it's. It goes under those heavy elements, though, like you were talking about earlier. It, it doesn't have to be heavy, with distortions and fucking breakdowns and all the you know, yeah. basic heavy metal. Yeah. But it's there. It's it's, it's heavy. Yeah, and it's fun. Not only that, it's fun. And yeah. it's a, just a and, great listen. And I remember you telling me that it was, um, you had it playing 
for Fourth of July and mm -hmm. drinking, and it, it's in the background. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a background drinking fucking album. Yeah, you can fucking sit there and party with your friends and just party with this fucking album. Yeah, fuck yeah. Or if you're going to the strip club with your boys and throw that shit on and fucking have a great time, you know. Espe especially yeah. if you have an '80s theme uh, mm -hmm. party, make sure everybody dresses like you know Miami Vice and shit, and fuck put yeah. this on, and you can't go wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, and what I love is like. Uh, I can't remember what video it is, but they're all 80s out. You know, Bjorn is in his fucking. Huh. Uh, well, I think two or three of them are in a fucking blazer. Yeah. You know, and then <laughs> one other dude, he fucking has fucking spandex, uh, leopard print spandex oh, on. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm all like, oh, fuck, these fuckers are. You know, they're going the whole fucking nine yards. Yeah. It's fucking cool as shit, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's fucking badass. So, again. The Night Flight Orchestra, and the album is called... NFO. That's right. I, I, obviously, I think that's a ripoff of Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, <laughs> Probably. It, I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, the album is called Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. And I know they have other albums out. I think uh, they have like four. Yeah, they're all right. I heard the other ones. They're not as... I wasn't too amazed by them, because this one really kind of... They've kind of fleshed out and to be super 80s. As always, metal for passion, not for fashion. Later's. Oh God,